Interstitial, a crossover-driven actual play podcast playing a game called Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Char Aznable. I'm also joined by Wheels. Hey, I'm Wheels. I'll be portraying Miles Edgeworth. Uh, I use they and them pronouns, by the way. I'm also joined by Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. I'll be playing Pidge Holt from Voltron Legendary Defenders. My pronouns are he and they. And I'm joined by Riley. My name is Riley. My pronouns are he and they. I'm playing Raphael the Ninja Turtle. Blake, was that YYZ by Rush? (laughs) (laughs) That you bought out beforehand? Were you going ba 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 I see the similarities now, at least, now that you've pointed it out. It wasn't intentional. Now that you say it, holy fuck. Last but not least, we're joined by Joe. I'm also here. Hello, my name is Joe. I am GMing this season. You'll also hear me doing mainly the voice of Miles Tales Prower. But you might see some other new faces in this episode as we get into a new world. My pronouns are he and they. I don't think we really need to recap too much about last time. Because you really just planned, you, you, you'd spent a lot of time planning on how to break in and steal some shit from Raccoon City Police Department. I'd say we came up with a lot of great ideas. And I we're going so. with a lot of great ideas. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you got a lot of great stuff planned. Do you think we should do a quick rundown before you do it? Or do you want to just get into it? I think we just hop in, right? I think we we're can just hop in. We're stealing some art from the, police, from the Raccoon City Police Department. How bad could yeah. it go? How bad could it go? I made, I, I made Edgeworth a data knife. That's, 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 that's the that's only recap mentioning. I need to make. That's the you only thing we're mentioning as far as Vigis concerned. Yeah, I guess we can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, some of those buffs. Yeah, you talk. Everybody gave benefits to Edgeworth. <laughs> not me. Not me. Raph's rap, rap, all out for himself. <laughs> Edgeworth's got enough fucking help. Yeah, you made your, your C4 Baja Blast. <laughs> I forgot! <laughs> you did. But, Pidge, you, you made your little prox mines, and you made the data knife. Edgeworth. Sure Edgeworth is going in with a great costume as he's pretending to be Leon S. Kennedy. And Char, you helped Edgeworth get a little more comfortable with uh, these little things called guns. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I guess we can get into the action. So I haven't talked too much about worlds as worlds in this season, especially with two characters who have been to space and their pieces of fiction. <laughs> And driven large robots. Three, three characters, three characters. Three characters, great point. <laughs> Char's also been to space. I know it's easy to forget. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what I was forgetting. So I, when, when I'm thinking about worlds on this, I am not thinking about you leaving a terrestrial body. I guess I am thinking very mashed up. We drive down the road, and we're at and we're at Raccoon City. Yeah, it's a bit. It's just a just a basic little road trip down to Raccoon City, uh, from your abandoned mall that was uh, also a road trip away from John Wick's house. So it's just like Kingdom Hearts Unchained. It, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly it's like all that. All storybook shit. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want to think about it as post the sort of season one thing where everything got mashed up, that's kind of how I've been rationalizing in my head. Mm-hmm. Not in a lore way, just kind of as an example way. Just so that way you're not like thinking interdimensional portals to get here. You're, you're, you're driving the party bus. Is that what? Uh, hold on. Let me check my notes here. Par- party, party wagon, party bus. It's a party wagon. Party yeah. Wagon? Yep. It's a uh, VW <laughs> bus has been made over into a killing machine. But more so, it has been made over into a very nice way to travel cross-country. Yeah. So you are piled up into that, driving down to Raccoon City. It's very late at night. Tails is going to... I call shotgun! Driving, driving, driving! Tails <laughs> is going to drop you off. Fuck! I'll get in the middle. 
Yeah, what's the yeah, what's the seed? Are you are you fighting over the ox corn? What's the Excellent. deal here? I, oh, if Edgeworth oh, is in the middle seat, if, if Edgeworth is sitting in the chump seat, I am in the corner, and I I, I pitch. I know you just called uh, shotgun, but imagine this: mm. two of us in the back seat, Edgeworth in the middle. Every time we hit a curve, yep. slam to the left, slam to the right. <laughs> I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Edgeworth is very tall. Uh, you know, he's a he's he has yaoi proportions, <laughs> shall we say? We shall say. We shall. <laughs> Say it. We shall say. We shall. And so he's like completely crammed in this middle seat too, bumping his head against the top of the of the van every time. Pidge is spending the whole time trying to connect their phone to the Bluetooth in the van. It is not, not working. working. Pidge no. is growing more and more frustrated. About I like it. to imagine that whoever made this party wagon is. It's similar to one of the my favorite jokes from Hotel Transylvania too. That there is just a large Bluetooth. That people call the Bluetooth. <laughs> Someone just put a Bluetooth in the car and thought that, that would work. That's a Donnie joke. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like, well, it, 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 but it can't, it can't just be a Bluetooth. It has to be like, there has to be more to this bit. <laughs> there can't, no. can't be all there is to no, this. There isn't. No. I guarantee you there's no more to this bit. <laughs> just a very frustrating, a frustrating tuneless drive down to, to Raccoon City. Do you got any CDs? Do I? Where do I look like I put them? I put my CDs in this and I just hold my phone up and just grumpily fold my arms and glare into the distance. Perhaps it's a sly reference to Viking leader Harold Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, is this a turn? Joe, please, please leave that full silence in. That was oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're there. <laughs> Thank God. Raccoon City. Paradise City is playing on the uh, airwaves, but it like gets cut out by distortion as a, as a radio station goes down. Edgeworth is trying to explain that the Bluetooth logo comes from Viking runes for Harold Bluetooth, but you're already past it. It's fine. Pinch has bookmarked this on the list of things to genuinely be interested in at very much a different time. <laughs> so you're saying he's he's like a... a a French warrior? <laughs> Raph, 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 listen, I want to know yeah. too. We have to go. It's Italian, right? Is that what Bluetooth is? It's Italian? Oh, Slightly farther yeah. than your first guess. Goodness. <laughs> you know it's bad if Char says something. <laughs> <laughs> He's been silent otherwise. <laughs> not a word. He's like, yeah. I'm from side seven, and even I know that's not close. <laughs> I like to imagine Char was straight up just napping for like 99% of the trip. <laughs> Woke up yeah. to Raph being like, Vikings from Italy, right? And just wouldn't <laughs> understand. I envisioned Char was napping, but no one knew because he just had his shades on, and so we all thought he was just oh, staring absolutely. at the <laughs> How, uh, are y'all dressed the same as last time, you think? Is there any sort of, other than, I mean, Edgeworth, you are in disguise. Correct. I am in uh, a very specific uh, all-black uh, sneak on, sneak into things uh, outfit. Oh, hell yeah. So Raph has um, this like end of season four outfit where it's just like extra chains on there. Some hockey pads, oh, wow. a, a Tetsuya Nomura, who thing on the head. <laughs> Got a big X drawn on on his shell for no reason with like charcoal. No <laughs> reason. Oh, we are going all in. I love this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prepare to see every one of Raph's uh suits from the show. If no one else has an outfit change they want to describe. 
I was I was looking up whether there was a stealth Voltron outfit I'd forgotten about. There's not. I think Pidge, Pidge is in their normal outfit, but notably the parts of the outfit that light up are dimmed down. Okay. <laughs> they, just in case. I think you should be able to I'm, just change the color of that on a whim, frankly. Or is electric or is electric tape put over it? <laughs> oh, that's very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very good. It's certainly that. I think y'all have been dropped off and Tails puts the the party wagon uh, in, in its spot. As, as you have deemed it to be left. The streets are pretty fucking empty. It's, it's really late at night, so none of you really think anything about it. But the streets are super empty. <laughs> Nothing other, otherwise too alarming yet in, in the streets. What is the population of this town? Raccoons, right? It's like a Tom Nook situation. Oh, that's so cute. I'm so excited. It's substantial enough. I see, I see. I took a loan from him to start the mall. <laughs> oh, no. That explains a lot. That's why I'm in this situation. It's roughly 100,000. It's what it said on the board. The problem is I don't know what bells are. <laughs> Nor do I know the exchange rate. Ed 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 Edgeworth, Edgeworth, I've dealt with a lot of foreign currency while traveling the stars. I find if you just give them a lot of something shiny, eventually it works. What if you just steal? That Listen, listen. Listen, I thought that was if the you plan. steal a lot of something yeah. shiny, that also works. Wait, is this guy getting a cut? Me? Yes. No, no, not. <laughs> hey, yes, this guy. You're doing stuff today. You're, of course you're getting a cut, but I meant the, the little guy. So wait, I'm confused. We're not stealing from Tom Nook, are we? No. <laughs> Can we get out of the damn car? Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. You've all, you've all been dropped off at your, your certain places. Raph, it'll take you... Not really that long to get up to the, the third story where you're planning on entering, but I will mm -hmm. be going to you last. Sounds good. I want to start with Edgeworth confidently in his outfit, just heading to this front door. As you walk in, you realize that there is just no one here. This main hall is huge, by the way. There's, there's the front desk right in front of you. Back up behind it, you see this massive like goddess statue that realistically should not be in a police department, but who the fuck turns a museum into a police department? Raccoon City does. Pretty sure it's because of the exact location of what it's above. I'm not sure. But uh, it's empty. Honestly, that doesn't phase Edgeworth at all. The, the shit you see in the prosecutor's office in the Ace Attorney franchise is wild. <laughs> um, uh, is there like a little bell that Miles can ring on, on the front desk? Uh, I think you, you go up and there is one and you ring it. And after, like, Officer Leon Kennedy uh, <laughs> reporting for duty. <laughs> there, there's, there's no response to that. Uh, you can, you can kind of hear it echo through these, this massive hall. It's, the ceiling of this room is the ceiling of the third floor. There's just, like, each, like, if you look at these maps, the second floor and third floor just kind of have, like, balcony hallways connecting. So you are right up at the front desk in the main hall. You yeah. see the big stairs. Where the cursor up. is. Yep. Why isn't it? Why isn't it updating as I move around the <laughs> hall in my mind's eye? You are at the front desk. Nobody is coming, and I don't know how much uh, Edgeworth you want to wait for somebody to start moving. Well, what is my communication situation with the rest of the squad? Can I? I think you all have earpieces. Yeah, I, I think I say, gentlemen, things are already starting to go slightly awry. There appears to be no one here. That That's good, right? All the better to steal from them with. Yeah. 
Does this not worry anyone other than I? No, it is worrying. An empty police station Other than is... me. Apologies. A wrong prepositional case. Please continue, Char. <laughs> You're forgiven. An empty police station is never a good sign, but we might be able to use it to our advantage. Just stay on your toes. Can you find out where any of them went? Edgeworth, you see behind the front desk in the actual, like, where you would stand if you were working the front right. desk. There is a, a laptop back there plugged into a bunch of cables. If you want to check with that, I believe you were... Uh, planning on checking the cameras that's why the data knife was made to hack yeah i think i'll say to to raf unsure yet but i think this might be get me started and i yeah i i st- <laughs> stab the knife stab the knife right into the keyboard of the dang thing okay i assume that's how it works yep. yeah yeah you got it edgeworth like winces as he does it <laughs> a little it's a little bit too big for the usb port but that's the point it just kind of dest- destroys whatever it goes into so it can take a little bit more control so this is a fun time for me to introduce two things that i've decided to just put into interstitial that were not there before one of which is the the way the data knife is going to work among maybe some other items you may find throughout the season because i just love games that give you equipment and weapons and shit so i just want to give you shit uh and the data knife was the the first example of that so uh and i've also run all this by riley as well as as the designer of this game we're playing rules are fake and you can do whatever you want that goes for everybody that should be in every uh tabletop game (laughs) the way that i want these items to work and i think you'll know which items are special once per world i think when you're using it and you have to roll, you get like one free re-roll with it. Uh, Just like as a buff that having these special items come with, you get that second chance to uh, use them and succeed on what you're doing. Sounds great. I'll never need it because I never roll badly. That's true. (laughs) But uh, that does bring me to, I just wrote a move earlier today because I was trying to think of situations in which I don't think you would fail, but I want you to roll anyway. So I wrote this move called Professional Risk, which you have all looked at, but since it's not actually in the book or anything, and it's never been in the season before, I will explain it now to the listener. This is a move that the GM can prompt a player to do. Uh, When a player's success at a task is a sure thing, but they're in a rush, roll 2d6 plus a stat. On 10+, plus, you will do it quick and without issue. On a 7 to 9, the task is still a success, but you will pick one from a list uh, the player will. And on a miss, so lower than a 7, it'll take you a little bit. The success is delayed, and the GM picks two from the list. Um, so that list is that I'm going to progress a clock, or you spend the link, or someone sees you succeed, or the player impedes progress of someone or something else as they succeed, or the success greatly raises the stakes. I'm going to have you roll that with i think since this was made for you by someone else i'm gonna have you roll with light all righty so that's a flat 2d6 for me uh it's a nine hey hey so you succeed and we also want to let you pick one from this list i mean narratively someone sees the player succeed is the funniest mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what i want just like fucking hit me with it let's go okay yes. i mean all my skills are social skills let's go give me someone to talk to that's true i'll fucking talk <laughs> you are in disguise this is primo time you will you will see someone see you succeed in a second but first i think you do pull up all the cameras that this laptop has access to and tails chimes in over the thing and says, okay, I can also see everything that this data knife is hacking into. There's a lot of info here that there's a lot of more floor plans than I had. So I'm going to be looking at that later. Uh, and they 
basically take control over the laptop for you, Edgeworth, and they like pull up all the different cameras. And uh, all of these hallways are empty. Edgeworth does a little like shooing motion, like, yes, please take this remote gaudy uh, typing away from me. (laughs) So you just see like a bunch of cameras flash on the screen way too quickly. You don't know how Tails is getting any information from this. Um, But (laughs) it's like I get a I get a request from team viewer. Yes, exactly. (laughs) These hallways are just empty. And they're just like flashing through all of them. And it's just, there's no one in any of these hallways. Oh, wait, here's someone. And someone is running uh, through one. You just see like this sort of red blur. And Tails checks which camera it's coming from. And it is by the main hall. And Edgeworth, you hear footsteps behind you. Running in is a girl with brown hair and a red leather jacket. And she immediately... Pulls a gun on you because, uh, and then she pulls it down because you're in a police uniform. And she says, oh, thank God, and runs up and says, I ran into some people. I don't know if they're okay. Uh, are you able to help me? What's, what's the procedure here? Now, this is quite an interesting situation. You've actually found me on my first day. I was hoping you could tell me. What? Ugh. Although, perhaps I could be of help. Your, what seems to be the you're problem, You're on your man? first day, too? Huh? I just met a guy named Leon. It's his first day. This guy's a really short-staffed. Oh, the, I see where the confusion is. My, my name is Isles Medgeworth. <laughs> did he? He didn't. He no. He, he did. He, he did. did. This yes. is the social what guy. Happened? This is the social guy. guy. Oh, I've never felt more socially apt in my life. Did you I say? This. Did you say Isles Medgeworth? <laughs> Correct. I'm just gonna write that down for my own notes. <laughs> I, th- I think it takes her a second. Like in playing Edgeworth, I'm channeling every time I've been a GM and I've had a name ready and then I've used it and then I have to come up with another name immediately after and nothing comes to me. That is the experience Great. Miles found himself in at the moment where he realized he can't be Leon anymore. Mm-hmm. Miles Miles is GMing his own life and he's not a fan. All right. I, I think it takes her a minute and she's like, well, I don't, where are you from, Isles? That's an interesting name. I'm I'm Claire. Uh, it, you, if you're just here, you probably haven't met my brother. But I'm looking for my brother, Chris. And, do you know? Have you met anyone else yet here who isn't new? <laughs> I've not. I'm afraid the entire reception area was abandoned when I got here. But perhaps I could accompany you, and we could both figure this thing out together. Which is going to be Edgeworth is like. Oh, great. I can use this person as cover. <laughs> so I'm going to as I continue so you, to walk. And do you want to roll to make a so link this, with, with that in mind? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do before I make the kind of link, because I know nothing about Ari Resident Evil. That's fair. So Miles needs to ask. Oh, They're both uh, Capcom games. Miles should know. <laughs> and and what makes you think your brother is in the police department? Is he an officer himself? Uh, Yeah, technically. He works for Stars, which is ran through RPD, but it, they kind of do whatever they want and work for t- Umbrella. I see uh, some sort of <laughs> man in black uh, 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 G-Man figure. This is fascinating. I will follow you. Um, yeah, I'll make, a, I'll make a light link with this person. Okay. You said all your skills yeah. are social. <laughs> and you rolled a four. I, 
on a miss, and I don't know how much has changed because Riley, I know you wanted to change uh, link moves, mm-hmm. but I think I can still give uh, you a different link that wasn't what you mm-hmm. were going for. Sure. Uh, okay. On a mixed success, you get the link you wanted, and your link move doesn't go off, or you uh, your link move does go off, and you get a different link. On a failure, it's it's the GM. It's open season for the GM, okay. baby. <laughs> Great. So I just get a link. I'm going yes. to give you a link with Claire. Uh, I think you you tried to get a, a light link, and you were thinking about using this person as like cover, piggyback off of them since they seem to know mm-hmm. this Larry a little bit more. Um, I think instead it, it's. It's going to be a little bit more humbling. It is going to be a mastery link where you're just like, oh, this person knows more than me. And that's that puts you in a, a situation you're not happy yeah, about. I am, I am beholden to her information because she has more than than I. That makes sense. Miles Medgeworth. Writing her down as Claire Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Red, Redfield, if you want. Tails is now using a lot of this camera footage to help out everyone else and has given uh pidge and char the heads up that there is uh no one around the parking garage so we're gonna cut down to those two going down to the parking garage which is it kind of a ramp you know that goes down into this basement level garage uh but there is a huge shutter door uh closed there and there is a booth asking for a key card to get in so i i turn now to you my two players and say how do you want to get through this so we're, we're, we're trapped on the outside looking into it. Yes. Locked from, from the inside, unless you had a card key, which you don't have a card mm-hmm. key. We don't. Uh, I, think, I think Pidge's immediate impulse is to just look at the card key reader and see if there's... I, I don't know if you can hotwire a card key, card key reader. I'm going to say probably no, but I like the idea that maybe Pidge can. Uh, so I, I'd like to take a look at it. I've watched enough lockpicking lawyer videos in the last <laughs> like week to suspect that you probably can. And it's probably way or easier to get through the door some other way easier way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is... Listen, Pidge has a very particular... Miles has a particular set of skills, which is... <laughs> Allegedly being social, Pidge has a particular set of skills, which is taking things apart and making them do what Pidge wants them to do. Can't wait Valid. for this to be another allegedly. I can't wait. Allegedly, <laughs> it's all up. It's all up to the dice rolls, baby. So what do you? What would you want me to roll for that? I was looking at your moves to see if any of those were apt. I I, I feel like I could call on memories of home, by which home just means if home can just mean somewhere else Pidge has been. In the show, the, pal- the the paladins all live on this giant ancient flying space castle called the 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 Citadel. I think they they all live on it, and you know, there none of them are from there, so there's plenty of gags with where like something doesn't function the way they think it will on it. Okay, I I like the idea that Pidge gets a call one day from Hunk, who's the Yellow Lion uh, pilot who cooks a lot, and finds Hunk trapped in the kitchen of the 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 castle of lions with no way out and just spends like an hour figuring out meticulously how to get that door open so so hunk can get out and uh and 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 be free of the his new kitchen prison perfect all right so you you rolled a mixed success so you do have to spend a link okay. to pull that off but then you pull it off my shiro law link is still spent which is my uh my other voltron pilot who i have a link with from their other worlds than these i still i forgot i still don't have a new one with miles because i spent that last episode yep. i my my link with john wick is locked i'm gonna spend that i'm okay. I, that, that'll be that'll be around yeah i think that's good too because like, you just at least it's not gonna go as bad as that one yeah. or or yeah the the terror of last time is motivating you to push through this 
but either way. Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah, that one is, like that. is, is spent, so it's still there. And okay. uh, you pop that open. So the shutter doors raise up, and the two of you can go through to this uh, parking garage. And voila! Fantastic. It's kind of a mess in here. I don't know if you know this, but cops aren't good at parking. There's just cars all over the fucking place. <laughs> Not really in spots by any means, but there's a couple doors you can go to. Uh, there's like a very small set of stairs that lead to the elevator room, which I know is eventually where you're going to head to. But Pidge, you were planning on getting yourself to the generator room as well. Yes. I, I think I think before we even go too far, Pidge, just as we're walking through, gets on the comms and just says, for the record, Edgeworth said there wasn't anyone in the front lobby. There are a lot of cars in here for there not being anyone in this building. It is rather strange. You'll have to ask Tails. I be- oh, well, I guess uh, Miles is whisper- whispering it on the ground because <laughs> he's with Claire, but he's like, didn't Tails say something about only one person on the cameras? I'm sure he can fill you in. Claire's like, what? Who's Tails? What's Tails? <laughs> That's a joke. I don't actually want to press you on that. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I sneeze words. <laughs> <laughs> happens to the best of what i think as uh the duo downstairs starts to make their way away from the parking garage shutters it uh automatically kind of like catches itself and locks again ah oh, boy after it closes you you hear a uh distant explosion oh and i want to cut up to raf who is now up in the clock tower window as you also hear that explosion and you can tell that it's like three streets over can I see it? <laughs> no, you can't really see it. Like, the buildings are pretty tall still. But, like, you see, like, the the hint of the explosion and, like, smoke and fire coming up from it. And as you sort of, like, scan the streets a little bit more, you see that they're way more messed up than you realized. Like, now that you have a, a higher view and you're mm-hmm. not driving through it, like, in the distance you can see, like, there's a bus on fire. <laughs> it's not us. Don't worry about it. Some bus down, like, three blocks away exploded. We're good. I'm sorry, you said a bus exploded? I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not robbing the bus, so I'm not really focusing on it, but, uh, yeah. Three, three blocks? How long are the blocks? I guess I could have uh, known um, that myself. I, was I don't know, enough. a bit further than a foot? It's, uh, I don't have my tape with me. What do you want? I was being mostly rhetorical, Pitch hangs up. Either way, that's something we're gonna have to keep an eye on, I think. Let us know if you hear anything else, okay? Sounds good. I'm still coming in, though, right? Like, you know, do you want me yes. to stay up here or you want me to go in? Right. Yeah, yes, go, yes, go, yes, go. Yes. Continue to gotcha, come gotcha, inside. Gotcha. Just, if you hear anything, let us know. Tell Pidge if they hang up, they better hang up and not talk through someone else's mic. Over. <laughs> Turn off the microphone. <laughs> I can't help it, I'm loud! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still always hear them. <laughs> yeah, I fucking, like, like, you know, take out my sigh and do, like, the glass cutting thing, cut a circle in, put it to the side, climb on through the, the glass, the clock tower and start working my way down all right i'm not gonna even have you do professional risk roll for that because i don't even think it needs to be slowed down because it just is a a quick Mm -hmm. thing for you to do but you're into this clock tower now Mm -hmm. and boy is it just dark as shit how good is your eyesight graph oh i'm a turtle i'm not a frog (laughs) it's it's (laughs) it's rough it it's a okay it's rough but here's here's the thing a lot of cool things with the turtles is you'll see them with their normal eyes as they enter. And then when they get into the darkness, like the white of the all white eyes turn on. You know what I mean? It's not night vision or anything, but it is cartoon evil eyes where it looks cool. So I don't think it's super hard unless you want it to be hard. I'm not going to challenge you too much. As you get into this room, you know, your eyes aren't really adjusting that well. It is pitch dark, mm-hmm. feeling your way out 
to find the staircase down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just kind of, re- like, the clock tower isn't, you don't hear any gears turning. Nothing is on right now. It's eerily silent at this moment. But you make your way down into, uh, I think, I think right as Edgeworth and Claire leave uh, the main hall through a, a door off into, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the west office here because mm-hmm. that's the fastest way to where Edgeworth wants to go. I'm going to say right as Edgeworth leaves through that door, the camera just kind of like shoots up to the third floor of Raph mm-hmm. coming out on the uh, end of the main hall. Yeah, because you, you, you can pop into the the library from the main hall there. Yeah, so I, I open the door as sneakily as possible and I'm inching my way down. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and pop you into the library. It's a... Uh, also, like this, this second level of it is a sort of balcony looking down into the library, and it is uh, a bit of a mess in here. One of the walkways uh, on the north side is like destroyed, but someone has arranged some of the like bookcases on wheels to make like it's not a finished bridge under it, but it is like someone started to. But there's a there's a ladder across from you. There's stairs. Um, I believe you are working towards the star's office correct here's my thought process here i know that that main hall area clear i don't want to cause too much more issue right now so if i am trying to get out of the library i gotta go out the library into an area that i don't know shit about and get into that space a little bit more which is eh, frightening which why not why enter into an office when i can just get into the armory and get out of the armory right north of the library there's that little is that a hallway or is that a wall right there Right north of the library, in between the library and the next red room up. Like the blue? The, uh, I think they're talking about the red section here, which is a yeah. staircase that connects all three floors. Then I'm, wrap- I'm, I'm getting through the upper floor of the library to the west storage room, and then pop down those stairs, and then come to the back door to the armory, where I will blow a hole into the back of the armory. You know? Okay, um... Uh, yeah, the library, there's nothing really special catch on your eye quite yet, but you go into the West Storage Room, and this room is just a disaster. Like, it, there is, like, bars on the left wall, and there's, like, another storage area past it. There's a weird statue in there, Mm -hmm. uh, that you don't know what it's about. It's not, um, anything that you recognize. It's what it says on the tin. It's a storage room, but it's a mess. And there's like holes in the ceiling and a bunch of stuff all over the uh, place, but nothing that you register as valuable. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing really too interesting quite yet, but as you pop into that next hallway and work your way towards those stairs, you get to, there's an opening here, uh, this room uh, that connects to the staircase. You'd think there'd be a door there. There's not. Uh, Someone else has blown up this wall here. (laughs) Oh, ah, oh, gray mines. <laughs> Smile, smiles, takes a big step through and is like, explosives won't be needed, Raph. You won't need to blow up anything. <laughs> Shows you. I love that you're not telling anybody about the clear signs of other people being here. I think that's funnier. <laughs> like, oh, no, I agree. Is, oh, like, I agree. Is, is it funnier I that agree. Raph is like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> blowing stuff up is great. <laughs> I have a friend in here somewhere. I can't wait to meet them. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I step right in through there, go down the stairs, and then uh, in between the shower room and the armory, I'm on that back wall of the armory. Perfect. Um, uh, this hallway is the is now I think the the worst looking uh place of the RPD that you have been in because this this little stretch of linoleum 
you now realize has quite a bit of blood on it. Hey, Tails. Yep. <laughs> Were these cops weirdos or anything? <laughs> More than like normal cops or yeah, is this like was there like a Halloween thing happening or anything like that? I don't think so. Uh, I'm looking on my foot. I've been going through a lot of data here and it seems like their comms have been out for a couple days. Uh, but Can I'm, you I'm like a second floor stairway uh, back top left. Do you have a camera in here? Uh, and they flip through for a second and they do. And they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I I, I see you. And uh, oh, shit, what's that on the floor? <sighs> I'm hoping it's marinara. That's not what I want to hear. It's not marinara. Edrith says into the comms, feeling peckish, Char? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stay cool. There's a lot of blood. Oh, that's good. Stick to the plan. Okay. It's likely cop blood. We're probably fine. I will let you know. Well, that's fine, but still, okay. Any sign of the source of the blood? Either who lost it or who spilled it? Is it going into the shower room? Uh, no, it is just kind of a streak across this floor from it, it like leads towards the stairs going further down. But I don't know if you're planning on researching that right now. Oh, absolutely not. It looks like they went down the stairs and that's uh, that's y'all's business. And it's between you and God. So I really don't need to uh, get involved here. But, it, you know, it is going downstairs. So, hey, you don't lose this much blood and live. Right. So you're probably fine. Well, with all the cars down here, I guess if you need it, if anyone needs an extra ride out of here, whoever's car it is won't be coming after us mad about it. Yeah, I suppose that's right. Love to hear that. Hear the sound of Raph shaking a can. Raph, what do you have? A knife! No! This next one is me. It's not a bus, but if anyone asks, it's another bus. I take the Baja Blast. I... I like crack the top a little so it's going and put it on the ground next to the back of the armory and back to the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to decide if I want you to just do professional risk or if I want you to do strike with intent. I think intent makes a little more sense because you're probably setting a short timer on this, if I have to guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, then yeah, give me give me that strike with intent then. Roll with dark. Rolling with dark. And I will not fuck it up. I'm going to spend a link. Uh, yeah, valid. So the way that I'd given you the prep is that it will automatically give you a lift on the roll. Oh, so it leaves me to a mixed success. Yeah. Do you want do you want to pop it up to a mixed success or re-roll? Listen, I rolled a one and a two and the math yeah. on that isn't great, but I pretty hard. It's, it's not fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm I'll take the mixed success. OK, uh, any one of these you can. I'm just. Uh, well, do you want to pick one? Because I think Raph is a character who could hurt themselves doing this. So do you want to pick Defend from Harm? Uh, yeah, take control of the situation is one of them too, right? Yeah, it's that or uh, Defend Yourself from Harm or Deal Great Harm. I don't think really benefits mm-hmm. in this. I, w- I want to take control of the situation. I'd rather like get damaged a little bit, but still okay. have a handle on things. Okay, you don't get as far away as you think you, you need to, mm-hmm. so you, you do get knocked down a bit. But as you get back up, and also everyone, I think, hears this explosion in the building. Claire, like, bunkers down for a second. Y'all are probably still in the, the west office down there. Not right below, but definitely close enough to, to feel it shake. Uh-oh. You, you go and check on the hole you have now made in the wall, and you... Uh, there's a lot of files just kind of floating down to the floor now. Uh, there were a bunch of file cabinets just kind of up against the wall that you exploded. But there is like still 
case that has been knocked down onto the floor. And also, I think what I'm giving you for take control of the situation is that there was... Uh, if you came in through the star's office, there's a gate you have to, like, hack. In the game, you don't hack. You plug in a USB stick. But for my mind in this, you would have had yeah. to hack uh, to open that gate. I think that's just destroyed, too. So now it's just a clear shot into the star's office, which is also empty. You're happy to find. Beautiful. I think what you find as the dust sort of clears is mainly just a lot of documents, files. This is where stars puts their most uh, classified stuff. Some of it's still in one piece. But I think... Most notably uh, is it, there is that case that kind of got knocked against the wall and mm -hmm. uh, popped open. It would have been a, a little difficult to, to crack open. But, Raph, uh, I think you, you're, you're drawn to crack that open. And mm -hmm. the only thing in it is a purely silver bracelet. It doesn't call you in a way where you're like, well, this is valuable. I got to fence this. Mm -hmm. I think you're like, oh, I should wear this. Hmm. I know we don't have willpower saves. Uh, can, can, can I drop a push through stress to try to have a clear mind here? Or no? You tell me. Uh, I mean, would you rather do that or deep dive? Mm. Yeah, I think, I think that it's important to ask questions about the scenarios that you find yourself in. In which case, I think you might want to roll with heart. Well, then in that case, I have to look at my zero heart and I have to nod and smile softly to myself and go, this is fine. <laughs> I am going to spend my uh, John Wick link to reroll. Okay. Yeah, so what were you good at, allegedly? <laughs> <laughs> You've rolled two Listen. ones. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Oh, buddy. And I'm the only person who's found loot so far, so. That's true. How about we all hold our fucking shit? There we go. A five and a five. That's hey, a ten now. That's, all a right. that's not so bad. All right, so you got that ten. Ask me three questions about the situation you find yourself in. I'm going to go is, uh, what here is not as it seems? The bracelet. The, the material doesn't feel like a metal. It's not mm -hmm. really a solid object. Like, it has a weight. If you touch it, it's not going to, like, push in, like, dough or anything. Mm -hmm. it, it's giving off a very specific reflection where you can tell it is not silver, even though that is the color that it is. Uh, what is the biggest threat here? Um, you, are, you don't feel threatened. I don't feel threatened? If you want a direct answer to what is the biggest threat here, it is the blood going down the stairs cool 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 and then uh finally uh if i don't think that this bracelet is valuable what what here could i hold over pidge's head as something i found hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the files i think you should still take mm -hmm. but i think the fact that you have literally no clue if this material is from this planet or not is something you want to be like but uh it's mine now that 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 curiosity would definitely make pidge jealous then yeah i i take that thing and i put it on my wrist uh to go with all my other chains and armory is just a bunch of more nerd shit i'm taking it <laughs> i like start just dumping files into a bag and honestly from here i'm just gonna go back up to the tower and i'm like I don't know if we have, like, a zipline or something. Yeah. Yeah, zipline was the plan. I believe your plan was to set up a zipline. Yeah, then I'm just going to hook a duffel bag full of files and shit onto that zipline and send it off and then go come back in. All right. Secure the loot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have a pretty quick in and out there, Raph, for now. Before we wrap up this episode, I will check back in on both of our other groups now because... Every time you roll a one, I'm advancing a clock. So hmm. I did re-roll that one. Know that I re-rolled that one. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. That that's that's one of the things that I advance a clock with. The other is you hitting one of your treasure locations from the map. 
So, and I'm not stacking them. Uh, if you if you happen to roll a one while you're getting them, but it still happened enough times where I can uh, end this episode with something happening. And as Edgeworth and Claire pop out of the West office, they're right across the hall from the safety deposit room, which is where Edgeworth is trying to get to. Has the party downstairs, have you split up yet? Or what's what situation you want to be in? I was about to suggest we do that. Um, Cause I, I, I think I had two of the proximity mines and I wanted to put both of them in parts of the, uh, the hallway to the right that has the kennel and the generator room and the yeah. firing range. Okay. Unless Char has like more stuff he wants to go that way for. Cause as far as Pedro concerned, we were just going to dip in there, come back out and head to the yeah, elevator. Yeah, no, that's the plan. Okay, so I so okay. I think you've done that then, Pidge. You've headed alone okay. down this hallway. This map okay. has like this hallway blocked off, and you have to go around. I'm gonna say that's not blocked off for this. So it's just like a straight shot down this hallway to the generator room where you want to go. Okay, it is a repeated thing now. Pitch fucking dark in here. Mm. You're kind of making your way down this hallway, and I think Edgeworth and Claire, as they step out into their hallway, you both hear the same sort of. You don't know where it's coming from. Oh, Quiznack. It's kind of emanating through the hallway. That's alarming. Oh, so I also hear the sound? Yes, both of you Both of you are hearing this sound through your, your hallways that you're in. I think Edgeworth turns to Claire and says, I'm going to hope that was just a very large stomach rumbling. Did you hear something? She pulls her gun out, out of her waistband. She's like, yeah, I've been hearing it all day. And... Edgeworth wasn't that far off because uh, out of the corner of your eye as you walk a little bit further into this room, there is some uh, light shining over towards you and it is from a vending machine and there is someone banging against it as they are making that noise. But they don't really seem that okay. Hmm. Uh, hail and well met. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you expect him to know it's a zombie? No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm in character. No, I'm just laughing. Just hail and well met. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> Edward is so well spoken, and yet so many of the sentences that come out of his mouth sound like the first thing he's ever said. In his <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sounds like Edgeworth to me. It's a great character. Yeah. I, th- I think that figure starts to like turn around and look at you and continues making a sort of <laughs> groaning noises. Do I see that they've been z- z- zombied? They're they're kind of backlit from the vending machine, so it's you you're you're like not really sure if you trust your eyes in this room, but you're thinking that. You're thinking, huh, their face looks pretty fucked. And it doesn't, the figure, you know, obviously it's not responding because it's... No. Claire's like, Claire's like holding up their gun and uh, being like, hey, hold on there. Are you okay? They're not okay. I will also like, you are like within arm's reach of the room you're trying to go into if you want to just get away for now. Yeah, I think that's what I want to do. I just don't know how to convince Claire that we should just <laughs> leave this person. You could roll convince somebody. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do that by saying... Claire, I'm afraid our new friend has a prior engagement. Do you... I don't believe this is your brother. Should we move on? And then I have a thing to do to do Bob's a move. The little gray cells, when you attempt to convince somebody using facts and logic rather than an emotional appeal, roll with mastery instead of heart. And so Edgeworth is like, you're looking for your brother. And it, and it him. So facts and logic. Fucking owned. Uh, checkmate liberals. <laughs> Watch lawyer own police officer sibling uh, with facts and logic. So anyway, I'm rolling with uh, mastery instead of heart, so I get a plus two. Um, and that is an eight. 
Uh, so it says they'll do it, but need some clear assurance or evidence first. I think they know it's not their brother. I think your your words were pretty perfectly chosen. They're they're clearly hesitating, but they decide to follow you into the safety deposit room. Although very quickly they're like, "Wait, is there no other way you're out of here?" And that's where we're gonna leave that scene now. Is you two in that room? I want to make sure that Tails Cam gets a view of our zombied friend so that the squad can get that information without me mm-hmm. having to say something with claire there so i just want to make sure like you know camera in camera hidden in my cravat or whatever <laughs> <laughs> click your walkie on and up. off and on and off that's the that's the thing we did in the other in the in the uh john wick thing just like mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly oh, yeah, yeah but that's true. yeah but I, I but i'm not sure you know i got my yeah. little cufflink camera or whatever mm-hmm. it is you can see the monster i think it's not that big of a thing that tails will have to tell anybody because before this episode ends we're going to cut back down to pidge and their dark hallway making their way towards the generator room there's like a little bit of a divot of a hallway that goes upstairs and i think right as they pass that they hear some noises behind them and turn around to see what appears to be a dog oh i, I knew you were gonna go this I route i was so afraid of this hey, hey. Uh, is Char like back in the parking garage you, still? Yeah. I'm, I'm all alone in here, right? Yeah, I thought I thought we had said that you had already split up so you could do your generator room thing. Yeah, oh no, no, we we, we had. Um, I we just didn't say where Char yeah. had gone. Okay, I assume Char uh, went ahead yeah. to the elevator, so, which we'll deal with next time. I think I think Piz just looks at the dog and goes, "Oh, okay. Uh, hey, hey, doggy. Hey, boy, girl. Hey, how, how you doing?" Nah, I, I, how you doing is the most like <laughs> awkward person who doesn't know how to talk just, to a dog. It's, to it's a dog. just growling and stepping towards you. There is, there's no. The vibes here okay. are rancid, and so is the dog, presumably. Oh yeah, as as you're, you're like stepping into like an emergency light, and you're now seeing that it doesn't mm-hmm. really have a lot of flesh or fur either. Ooh ooh ooh! Actually, wait, oh, can can like ha- instead of an emergency light, can it like can Pidge pull the tape off of their light up suit? Oh yeah, no, that's a great call. Awful yeah, green good. light. I no, uh, I, I think it's it's not that Pidge pulls it off, it's that Pidge didn't put it on very well and it just is falling yeah. off of its own accord. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just the sickly green light. Um is there is there anything on the ground in this hallway that Pidge could throw to try and get the dog? I think Pidge is hoping the dog will do normal dog things <laughs> like play fetch. Yeah, oh, god, is there I mean the other idea is Pidge, well, no, that's a terrible idea. Um, no, continue, continue. I, the, the idea, the other idea I had is Pidge just throws their Bayard, the 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 little green slingshot weapon. That is they a have. terrible idea. It is a dog shit idea, <laughs> and, and maybe hoping that Char will like happen to find it out there if Pidge gets can, waylaid here. Can for you a not while. set the Bayard to fetch? Can, <laughs> can you put it on like a low? You know, you know what? You know what? Actually. I I think by the same principle, you, you ever have a dog where you throw something for it and it doesn't see that you've thrown it, and so Every you do the throwing action with your life. hand again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think Pidge does kind of the opposite of that and like aims the Bayard just up, just out into the hallway behind the dog and shoots it, hoping it'll hit something, but like out in the hallway behind that'll get the dog's attention. Okay. Create create a distraction. That also creates a be a string of light too, right? The Bayard is a light weapon, correct? It does, yeah. It, it it it's just a be an arrow of green light. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have you roll strike to subdue. Okay. I don't know what your mastery stat is, so good luck. <laughs> good luck, sport. Uh, that is minus one. Ooh. 
Eight minus one, okay. seven. Okay. Okay. Is okay. that still a mixed success? So you get to pick one from this uh -huh. list. You can either take something from them, force a change of location, or de-escalate the situation. Oh, I, I, I guess, I guess... I guess de-escalate the situation is the thing to go for here. Okay. Wherein that means just just get them to notice something else. I think you you said you were just gonna like shoot it kind of like up in the air. I, I think kind of like di diagonally up, like like hoping to I don't know hit a ceiling panel out and behind the dog that'll like knock down and distract it or something. Okay. Um, I I think just kind of aiming for whatever seems like it'll make a loud sound. I think you succeed in that far more than you wanted to. I think you you shoot up at the ceiling, you hit the ceiling, and the the dog kind of like jumps at it and like is kind of hits the the string and kind of like bounces off of it because I'm assuming it's like a, a weapon. It's a weapon. I'm assuming that's going to hurt them if they touch it. Yeah, it's like an energy beam lasso of some sort. Yeah, I think they bounce off of it and kind of go further down the hall uh, towards where you came in from. Uh, the bear like whips back to you. It's a hook shot sort of thing, right? Yep. I think as you do that, you just kind of bring the ceiling down and you've de-escalated the situation because you have now cut off the rest of this hallway between you and where you came in. Oh, Quiznack. Okay. Okay. I feel like this would prompt Char to check the door. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I think, I think, I think Char's, oh, also, first off, is, is the dog on the other side of that rubble from where yes, I am? Yes, you are now safe, Pidge. And there is a, there's a door okay, in am... between Char and the dog and dogs can't open doors. Dogs can't open Thank doors. Thank God. Yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the map to see where those stairs would lead me if I went up them. Yeah, there, is a, there is a long way around to get back to the parking garage. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, I think Pidge hops on the common goes, if you heard that, uh, that one was not Raph. I regret to say that was me. Uh, we are making some progress, but Char, I am going to be a little waylaid getting back to you. And uh, I don't know if you're going to have to deal with it, but I hope you like dogs. <laughs> That's, well, so long as you're all right. I take it that means I probably shouldn't open the door in front of me then. I, I, li listen, are you allergic? Have you ever had rabies? There, there's a list of questions, but probably no, you shouldn't. There, there, there's at least one dog in here, and I'm going to guess whatever's going on with the people upstairs happened to that too. I'm just going to go into the generator room, rig up my one, ex one mine, and... I guess just loop around. All right, I'll figure out what to do on this end and rendezvous with you uh, here in the parking garage. I'm not going to have you roll anything to set those charges, Pidge. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll we'll wrap up this episode with you setting, setting your charges for the generator room, working your way back toward that door. You and also Char, uh, back in the parking garage, just start to hear more barking. Oh, oh boy. I'm going to end you t your two experiences. Granted, you're separated, but I think Pidge and Char, you both like look down near the door and you see that there's like an opening that leads into the other hallway. Not big enough for you, but big enough for a dog to fit through. <clears throat> and that barking just keeps getting louder for both of you. Oh boy. Oh mm. boy. I think for Edgeworth and Claire, uh, Edgeworth, I think you're trying to uh, work your way to see if you can make sense of the electronic lockers in the safety deposit room, but the banging on the door just keeps getting louder and louder. You can kind of tell that there's now more than one person out there banging on the door. And I want to check in with Raph. Are you back up in the clock tower by now, you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I never plan on leaving the clock tower. I was just going to put the duffel bag on the zip line and let it go and then come back in immediately. Okay. 
I think um, they figure the zip goes to the goes to the party wagon. I think Tails is uh, Tails has been like going through files for for a little while now, trying to figure out what some of these other maps that they didn't have were. They're they're like checking back in on you now that it's been not that long, and they're like, "Hey, have you guys heard of this company called Umbrella? Their name's all over this shit." And they're like checking the cameras and see all this zombie stuff, and they're like, "Wait a minute." What is going on in there? And Raph, who I think you haven't seen anything yet. It's probably a Halloween party gone wrong. It's nothing to worry about. Just get in and get out. I already got my stuff. Everyone else should both sleep be done with their stuff now. I think you are uh, walking through that main hallway, uh, main mm-hmm. hall still. Like you, you've gotten out of the library. You're walking down this very skinny hallway in the main hall back to the clock tower. You, you are hearing like some really loud banging noises. And I think uh, before you get to the clock tower, you uh, a figure kind of steps in between, like steps around this corner uh-huh. into this clock tower, and they take up the whole hallway. There is this massive figure in front of you now. They are wearing a trench coat, and they have a funny little hat on. Oh, are you the explosive guy? <laughs> They're stepping towards you. They're not the hearing you. They're not stopping walking at you. Go. I'm backing up. If you're the explosive guy, we have a lot in common that actually I think we could really get into. If I, I love your work. I also explosives. Uh, uh, uh. I, I, and I think that's where we leave it this week is with uh, everybody in a bad zombie <laughs> situation and Raph uh, now head to head with Mr. X, the tyrant. Cool. Char just pings up Tails and says, Tails, we might be a little longer than expected. I think we planned to encounter a couple of pigs. I think we found something else. (laughs) (laughs) Got a whole zoo. Tails, we bought a zoo. Interstitial is hosted by the Orange Groves Podcast Network. Find other shows on the network or hear cut and bonus audio by supporting the network at theorangegroves.com. This podcast is also supported by the Gotta Memorize Patreon, and you can hear the rest of the full season ahead of the public feed at the $1 tier at patreon.com slash memorizecast. You can buy the game we're playing, Interstitial, at linksmithgames.com. You can tweet about the show with hashtag interstitialAP. Edgeworth is played by Wheels, who's on Twitter at SingularWheels. Raphael is played by Riley, the designer of the game, on Twitter at RevRyBread. Pidge is played by Jay on Twitter at Extreme Salsaing. Char is played by Blake on Twitter at BlakeLocked. This season is GM'd, edited, and the music is by me, Joe. On Twitter, it goes to Joe. See you next time.